0: Chapter 4 of Ned, Bob, and Jerry at Boxwood Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ned, Bob, and Jerry at Boxwood Hall by Clarence Young. Chapter 4 The Decision. Looks as if something was up, whispered Bob to Ned as the three chums slid into the house. That's what it does, agreed Ned. I guess Mrs. Hopkins thought we were making too much of a racket on her front stoop. We did raise a sort of row, commented Jerry, tossing his hat on a peg of the rack. But Mother doesn't care an awful lot about that. She's heard noise before. There's something else in the wind, believe me. Mrs. Hopkins, with the fathers of Bob and Ned, had withdrawn from the hall into the library, where they could be heard in low-voiced conversation. "'I wonder what the game is,' came from Ned. "'Another family conference? Did you know they were going to have it, Jerry?' The tall lad shook his head. "'Unless it's about us, I can't imagine what it's for,' he said. "'But I reckon it does concern us. Well, we'll have to take our medicine, I suppose.' "'Come in, boys,' called Mrs. Hopkins. "'What we have to say concerns you as much as it does us.' rather sheepishly ned bob and jerry filed into the library and took seats mrs hopkins was seated at a table with her two guests and on this there appeared to be a pile of books over which a newspaper was thrown as though to conceal them from view temporarily at least seems to me you young men might be a little more quiet in approaching a lady's house remarked mr slade looking at his son and his voice was not as good-natured as usual oh well dad came the response you see we just had a little race to decide who'd buy the ice cream sodas and we did make rather a strenuous finish of it i guess i should say so exclaimed mr baker looking at his son i thought it was a mad dog chase at least banging up on the steps that way but it only goes to show that it's high time we took some action in your cases that's right put in mr slade with a vigorous nod the three chums looked wonderingly at one another Surely they can't be going to punish us just for a little prank like that, thought Jerry. His mother looked at him and smiled. Well, I don't mind a little noise, she said, but I really think it is time something was done to subdue the lads a little. They are getting a bit too much out of hand. We haven't acted a bit too soon, murmured Mr. Slade. I only hope it isn't too late, added the banker. Once more the chums looked wonderingly at one another, and then Ned, addressing his father, burst out with, Say, Dad, what's it all about anyhow? What's up? Are we on trial just because we made a racket over a foot race? We'll apologize to Mrs. Hopkins if you want us to, Bob said. Oh, no, my dear boy, no apology is required, Jerry's mother made haste to say. While you did make considerable noise, that isn't the reason we called you in to hear our decision about a certain matter. Of course, the way you all acted just now bears out what we have been fearful of for some time back, and that is— perhaps one of you gentlemen can explain better than I. She finished with a nod toward Mr. Baker and Mr. Slade. There was a momentary hesitation on the part of each of them, while the looks of wonder, not unmixed with apprehension, deepened on the faces of the chums. Then Mr. Slade said, "'Well, boys, it amounts to this. For some time we have been noticing your conduct. Not that you have done anything wrong or improper, but you haven't done exactly what is right, either.' "'You are getting on in years. "'In fact, you are young men now, and boys no longer. "'So it is time you acted like young men. "'If that race just now,' broke in Ned. "'Oh, it isn't altogether that,' his father made haste to say. "'That is only one straw that shows which way the wind is blowing. "'You are entirely too frivolous, and when I say that I include you, Jerry, and you, Bob, "'with the permission of your parents.' "'Yes, I agreed with Mr. Slade,' murmured Mrs. Hopkins. "'And I,' added the banker so we have called you in to acquaint you with our decision. The department store proprietor went on, and I want to say that we did not arrive at it hastily. We have had several conferences on the matter as we wanted to be fair and just to all of you, and we wanted to do our duty. Now perhaps you have something to say, Mr. Baker, before we tell the boys what is in store for them. Look serious, Jerry formed the words with his lips to Ned, but did not emit a whisper. Ned nodded gloomily. "'Well, Aaron, you've said about all there is to say on the subject,' began the banker slowly. "'I might add that I think our boys have had plenty of good times and strenuous adventures. There can be no complaint on their part about that. And, boys, I want to say that you must now settle down and prepare to make real men of yourselves. You are boys no longer. You must prepare to accept the responsibilities of life. Have you anything to add, Mrs. Hopkins?' "'Nothing except that I fully agree with you gentlemen.' and i think what we are about to do will be for the best interests of all of us especially of our boys we are proud of them in spite of the fact that they are sometimes a little too careless and we want to continue to be proud of you boys tell them what we have decided to do mr slade it is this said the department storekeeper as he removed the newspaper from the pile of books or rather pamphlets we are going to send you boys to some college or military academy where under stricter discipline than any to which you have hitherto been subjected "'you will be able to develop your characters.' "'Send away to college!' exclaimed Jerry. "'Military academy!' echoed Bob. "'Strict discipline!' murmured Ned. "'There was silence for a moment, and then Mr. Baker went on. "'That is the conclusion we have arrived at after giving the matter serious thought. "'It will be the best thing in the world for you young men—boys no longer—to go away to some college. "'You will have regular hours and regular studies, which you have not had in the past two years.' not that you are backward for you have kept yourselves well informed and your travels have been helpful in a measure but you need regularity and you are going to get it now we have here he went on catalogues from several institutions of learning they are all good as far as we can tell and any one of them would suit me as a place for my boy we have not quite made up our minds which one to choose we want you all to go to the same one i should say yes cried jerry "'We don't want to be impertinent,' added Ned, "'but we couldn't think of going to separate colleges. "'We must be together.' "'Sure,' echoed Bob. "'Well, we are very glad we can give in to you on that point,' "'said Mr. Slade, smiling. "'Now we will proceed to the further discussion "'which you interrupted with your strenuous foot-race,' "'said Mr. Baker, "'and we will let you help us decide which college you will attend. "'Now here is a catalogue that interests me,' "'and he held up one of a well-known college.' There was quite a lengthy discussion in which the boys joined, telling what they knew or had heard of certain institutions. Some they flatly refused to consider at all. Toward others they were more favorably inclined. "'Now here is one I should like to see you attend,' said Mr. Slade, holding up another prospectus. "'It is—' He was interrupted by an exclamation from Jerry, who rushed from the room. "'Why, what in the world is the matter with him?' asked Mrs. Hopkins in surprise. "'No one answered.' and before they could indulge in any speculation, Jerry was back again, waving over his head a catalogue similar to those on the table. "'If we have to go to college,' he said, and I guess we do, "'this is the one we'd like you to pick out. "'Boxwood Hall. Let us go there. "'It's a dandy place, according to the catalogue, "'and it has a good standing from a scholastic and athletic standpoint. "'Let us go to Boxwood Hall, where our old friend Professor Snodgrass is a teacher.' Boxwood Hall, murmured Mr. Slade questioningly. Professor Snodgrass, said Mr. Baker reflectively. He sent me this catalogue, Jerry went on, though when I got it I hadn't the least notion in the world that I would go there. Let me read you the professor's letter, and this he did. Mr. Slade picked up the Boxwood Hall catalogue and glanced at the illustrations of the various buildings. It looks like a nice place, he said. It sure does, exclaimed his son, looking over his father's shoulder. We would like it there. "'And there are some well-known names on the faculty, aside from that of Professor Snodgrass,' went on Mr. Slade. "'Professor Snodgrass,' murmured Mr. Baker. "'He's the scientist who so often went with you boys on your trips, gathering queer bugs and so on. "'He's the one,' Jerry remarked. "'Say, fellows, will you ever forget the time he saw a bug on the railroad track and almost got under the locomotive to capture the insect?' "'That's right,' chorused Ned and Bob. "'That's the one objection to Boxwood Hall,' resumed Mr. Baker.' I'm afraid instead of studying, you boys will be going off on bug hunting trips with Professor Snodgrass. I guess we'd better decide on some other college. End of chapter four.